The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Morning, folks. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker, Stock Market Authority. Welcome. Hope you're having a great week. Uh, boy, there's been a lot going on. So well, what we're going to talk about today, uh, springtime for, for, uh, for, for Bitcoin and uh, Bitcoin versus banks. And boy, there's a lot to unpack there. We've had a crazy week and I'll go into a lot of my new thinking there. Uh, mailbag will go through your stocks, uh, construction rental company and uh, uh, a bank and others. And we'll go through the Stock Market Authority portfolio. Uh, I'll give you my update as my as I search for the 10 best ETFs to make money this year. We made money last year in a down market, and I'm working my tail off to, uh, to do that again. But today's top story. Uh, Bitcoin beats banks. And uh, this is... Uh, uh, you know, very interesting to me. Uh, obviously, on October 10th, sorry, why do I keep doing that? March 10th, I did it on the way up here. March 10th, uh, uh, Silicon Valley Bank failed. And then on March 12th, uh, Signature Bank failed. And so that's the Friday, Sunday. And then um, the following Monday, we saw crypto take off. But let's talk about the banks first. Um, the uh, we talked about this last week where there was a, a, a mismatch where uh, the, the uh, uh, assets didn't match the liabilities. They had deposits that, that uh, they had to pay higher rates for. They had bonds that they bought uh, that had low interest rates. Interest rates rose. The value of the bonds goes down. The startups at uh, Silicon Valley Bank to focus on them. They needed the cash because they're burning money. They had to sell the bonds at a loss. They, they, uh, uh, the equity evaporated and, and uh, the, the uh, bank went under. And uh, the, the, it looks like this has calmed down to an extent. First Republic was in the crosshairs. There's been a consortium of banks that have uh, put in $30 billion in deposits. And it looks like it's calmed down. There's talk that the Fed and, uh, uh, is going to guarantee all deposits, at least for a period of time. That isn't official yet. That's what they've done in those particular circumstances so that there wasn't a contagion. But uh, the... And I just I took a week to me to think about this. Uh, we're not out of the woods. And I number one, when you have something as complex as this, there's reflexivity and there's 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 ripples. It's sort of like uh, uh, you know butterflies' wings, and it it creates a, a tornadoes in some other part of the world. You still have you might have solved the, those banks for now. Okay, and you don't have panic and you don't have a run, but you still have the ability to pull out your phone and move your low yielding uh, checking account to a, a money market fund, uh, no matter where you want. So it, it isn't the old days where you had to go down to the bank and, and, and grab a satchel and take cash out. You don't need to do that anymore. Uh, I listen to podcast after podcast, and public.com is talking repeatedly about buying, uh, getting a, a treasury direct account 
to uh, uh, siphon cash and put it into treasuries using public.com. And so we've gone from the, the phase where the banks have the, uh, the, the, the mismatch, if you will, to now we're getting to the point where you still have deposits that are going out the door slower, but they're going out the door. And so how does the Fed combat that? In many people's opinion, they have to cut rates. Now, the Fed is meeting today at 2 o'clock. The inflation number that we just saw was 6%. That isn't 2%, which is what the Fed wants. So we're kind of between, they and we are kind of between a, a rock and a hard place. So we'll see how this all plays out. My point being is, although I would love to say uh, the federal government is efficient and, and, uh, uh, and swift, I don't think they are. And I think that they've stemmed this problem, but the banks will continue to have issues uh, uh, as, as we go. Uh, the banks also, their business just got worse. They're going to have their, their uh, uh, insurance premiums go up. Uh, they're going to have more restrictions. They're going to raise credit standards. It's, it's going to be a tough, tough business. So you look at this chart here. You see the week of, of, of March 10th, they take the banks down, and then let's go to the Bitcoin chart. This is the ProShares Bitcoin Trust, which is the futures, but literally they, they closed the banks on Friday and Sunday respectively, and Monday Bitcoin went off to the races. So there is a, a this is a clear breakout. It is a beautiful chart. It is acting better than all the other crypto coins that are out there. It is acting better than gold. I doubt this is the last bank to fail, and I think many people are sharing that view. Asset allocators everywhere are taking their money in, uh, from elsewhere and at least asking for a partial hedge of the banking system. And uh, I am not uh, a... a uh, a, a Satoshi disciple, uh, the originator of Bitcoin. I am not a uh, wild-eyed libertarian that hates the government and and believes that you know uh, a Bitcoin absolutist, if you will. But I know how to read a chart, and I want to make money, and I want you to make money in every single market, even if we go down. So. I I just I, I've seen this movie. This is a pretty chart with the volume picking up. The moving averages are moving up. People that will come back to me and say, "Well, it, you know, Bitcoin isn't backed by anything." Well, gold's not backed by anything, and and uh, frankly, the dollar isn't backed by gold any longer. So all of this is a a faith and a confidence system, and it is um, uh, it's been called into question. Obviously. Uh, I will always use a stop loss. I will never lose a lot of money. And I'm going to knock on wood on that one. But I will try not to lose a lot of money. And the other thoughts I had as I, I mean, I literally said, I, I kind of blinked three times and said, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm, I'm buying Bitcoin. Uh, we just had, you know, the main uh, proponent of crypto and Bitcoin, FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried, I mean, do a perp walk. So you had, you know, major, major shocks to the system. And I thought, and I've said it here on this podcast, that 
they're going to sell everything. They're just going to, you know, at, grab cash. They're going to sell whatever is liquid, Bitcoin, ETH, whatever it is, to pay the creditors. And we just didn't see that. I mean, Bitcoin held in at 25000 Now we're at 28000 plus. Uh, and, you know, this isn't just an American phenomenon either. Argentina, I read this week, has a 100% inflation rate annually. And so if if if... I'm the CEO of Mercado Libre, the number one stock in the Argentina fund that we own, the Amazon of Latin America. My suspicion is I'm going to have a percentage of my wealth in Bitcoin. And I think that's just going to continue. And uh, we'll, we'll, this, we'll see how this plays out. But I, uh, I don't take this lightly. I know it's a bit controversial, pun intended, um, but I think that this is really going to work. And so I'm making a calculated decision, and uh, you do what you will. But I'm, this is what I said to my boys the other day, and my sons, Bobby and Jack. And um, uh, I like you, but I love them. So that's how confident I am in this. Um, you know, please do me a favor. Go to stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for my free newsletter so that... In between these podcasts, I can keep you abreast of what I'm doing. StockMarketAuthority.com. Sign up for my newsletter. There's a free video that teaches you how to sell that, uh, believe me, is, is, uh, is worth everything. And that's today's top story. Incoming! There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. Uh, Art from New York called in and said, what should I do with my UBS stock? And I know we talked about UBS stock recently, but as we, you know, there's been a lot going on. There's been a lot of fur flying. Uh, make a long story short, drink, Jack. Uh, they bought uh, Credit Suisse. And uh, I think they got a great deal. And uh, they become a, a dominant force in Swiss banking. And uh, so my quick question is, Hold the stock. Uh, I have been uh, very surprised by this uh, for a long, long time. It honored this 18 support level very, very well. The uh, it's it held above the 150-day and 200-day moving average. It's got a relative strength of 85, which means it is stronger than 85% of the entire market. That's amazing, given the way banks have acted. Banks look atrocious, as we just talked about. Now, those are obviously U.S. regional banks, but even the international banks aren't looking all that great. Uh, there's, there's, there's questions about all of them. This is rising on six times average volume as I printed this. It's above the 2015 breakout level that I talked about a little while ago, where it took out a 15, uh, it, it launched from a 15-year base into new highs. And uh, this is impressive, just absolutely impressive. So uh, they like the Credit Suisse deal. The stock market is, is, the stock is acting really, really well. The volume is on the upside. You know, the, the sell discipline, I will keep an eye on this. If I see a break of the tune today, I will, I will change my tune and alert you. But from all my friends at UBS, uh, I think this is a win. And this looks really, really promising. You know, always subject to change, but uh, this is very, very promising. And if I was running a generalist 
uh, uh, financial fund or I was a, a generous fund and I needed financials, I would sure pull this off the shelf to add to that because it is uh, acting really, really well with a, a lot of blood on the street. So uh, kudos to UBS management and all of the employees. I wish you nothing but the best. John from Boston uh, asked me, should I buy DNOW? Now Inc., uh, it's an oil services company. And, um, you know, I cut my teeth uh, on energy in the 90s. It, it's really kind of helped launch me. And so I have a little bit of a soft spot for it, but I'm a, a capitalist down to my bone marrow. And so my cell discipline, which I've talked about, I'm happy to elaborate more down the road. Uh, my eye just goes to these key points. And so when I see a stock close below the 200-day moving average, I sell a third. That would have occurred at 1137 here. The second third would, be, would have been a 1007. The volume has been increasing on the down days, which I don't like, which is understandable. Oil has been acting lousy. It's in the 60s, down from the 80s and 90s. And, you know, that's just a tough, uh, uh, you need to have rising oil prices for these stocks to work. It's always been that way. It always will be. I don't have a macro thesis where oil is going to turn around uh, anytime soon. So, 1072 would be the the price I would have been out at. 1061 is where we are now. I think it's unlikely this roars the new highs, and um, so I'm going to call them like I see them. I, I think that uh, this stock is a sell to an avoid. Um, Jack, my son from New York, uh, said, "Dad, what do you think about United Rentals?" And uh, this has been a horse, an absolute horse. They. Um, uh, rent uh, bobcats and cherry pickers and cranes and what have you. And I've always liked these businesses. Wayne Heisinger made a fortune on waste management. And, uh, you know, the fact that they, people would pay you rent and then, uh, uh, you know, give you back the equipment at the end of the day, it's a good, good business. Now, you need to have construction activity. You need to have a decent economy. You need to have new projects. You need infrastructure to expand. I think some of that is happening. I did not like uh, this this drawdown. It held support at 373, which is good. Uh, and you need to have corrections. It's, it's sort of like, you know, I did used to, to run. It was back in the 80s, but I ran. And, you know, you sprint and you rest, and you sprint and you rest, and you sprint and you rest, or sprint and walk. And I want the walks to be on low volume. Here, the volume picked up too much from my liking on the downside. It isn't uh, critical. My cell discipline hasn't been triggered. This is an inexpensive stock. It trades at 12 times earnings, which I think helps the cause. So as long as it stays in here and builds another base until we get to the next earnings report and we get to, um, uh, you know, see the upside here in in the uh, in the financial performance, I think it's a hold. Uh, I like it. I don't like that volume, but uh, but stay the course for now. That's it for the mailbag this week. Uh, if you want to write into the show with any questions or comments, please email me at bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Even better, leave me a voice recording, and we can play your, your question on the show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the SMA portfolio, Stock Market Authority portfolio, and I'll give you this week's Bakes Takes. You're listening to Stock Market Authority. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Do you want to become a better investor? 
Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? Then you need to go to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager Kevin Bakes-Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's stockmarketauthority.com, making money in up and down markets. We are back, and today we're talking about springtime for Bitcoin in Germany. Now, uh, I digress. Uh, now it's time for the stock market uh, authority report. Thank you very much. No, I do what I can. I do what I can. Uh, I play a baritone on TV. Uh, anyway, here's the portfolio. And again, I'm the only one that does this that I've seen, and I listen to everybody. Uh, but I you know, show you the real account, and uh, this is what I tell my boys to do. And uh, so, again, I, I like you, but I love them, so uh, I, can't, I can't be more transparent or, or aligned, if you will. Uh, I continue to be the overweight point guard uh, dribbling down the court, and I will dish to the bullish side. I will dish to the bearish side. I have obviously dished to the bullish side of Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is now 20% of the portfolio. I have... I'll talk about it a little bit more. I have the futures, and I also have the spot, and I'll dive into that if you want me to. Uh, we're 13% in energy, mainly in services, which are acting a bit better than oil and gas producers. But frankly, I'm not wild about uh, this, the, this trade right now. 9% Argentina, 20% is Mercado Libre, 9% in Mexico. Uh, Walmart Mexico looks like an absolute horse. 9% in infrastructure, and uh, their United Rentals Jack is the number one name uh, in that uh, ETF and is acting pretty good. I like it. Uh, platinum is perking up, whereas with all the precious metals, you're kind of seeing Bitcoin acting uh, as, as a beneficiary of the, of the bank fiascos and the precious metals, but they just don't seem to want to take off the way you would normally expect. And so maybe in this digital world, Bitcoin gathers what gold spills to an extent. I, you know, I, it's, it's a, a theme that I'm, I'm paying a lot of attention to, and I'll elaborate on if I find you know, new data points to share with you. Uh, we're short Kramer and, uh, from Matthew Tuttle. Matthew, thank you. And we're short real estate. And, and this is the other part of the, the, the bank situation is we've gone from uh, the the uh, you know the run on the banks where the deposits and the and the and the uh, uh, and the and the liabilities are, are not matched up properly, but then now you have to go to the fact you've got a lot of commercial real estate on the books, you've got uh, a lot of work from home people, so you have office buildings that are vacant that have gone down in value, and what happens as 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 credit. As the loans they've made on commercial real estate start to go south, so 
again, we're kind of starting to see the whites of their eyes a bit on that. Uh, that's why I think you know it's bad for banks and it's good for crypto, uh, Bitcoin in, in in particular. We're twenty four percent in cash, so this point guard still has the ball in his hand, and I will uh, dish accordingly. But I put the the, the, the grayscale Bitcoin trust chart here, uh, GBTC. And this trades at a 35% discount to, to net asset value. Uh, I think mainly because uh, people just you know sold it in, in the wave of FTX, and I, I can't blame them. But again, it's held in remarkably well given that scandal and crime. And uh, that just means that uh, if, if you took all the, the, the Bitcoin that was in the portfolio uh, and sold it all, you'd be up. Thir- you'd have thirty-five percent more uh, uh, in terms of the cash that 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 is worth at this point in time. I think that my my suspicion is that discount narrows over time. I don't know if it goes to zero, but uh, this is just a pretty chart. You've got a, you know a base after a a you know two year decline and uh, uh, the volume is picking up right when you want it to on the upside the the 50 day went through the 200 day on monday uh, i mean it is a, the 200 day is starting to, to creep up uh it's about as pretty as they come and if the chart didn't look like this i wouldn't care about bitcoin i wouldn't be talking about it with you so that's one of the great tiebreakers is this makes sense from a fundamental standpoint, from a macroeconomic standpoint, but let's go to the chart, and the chart is confirming what I'm seeing, thus the, um, uh, the bullish stance on Bitcoin. So that's how we're invested right now. Please stay tuned, especially over the course of the week, as I make, uh, as I make changes. Let's get to this week's Bakes Takes. Uh, and my take is, is, is singular this 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 uh, week, but uh, uh, given what's going on with banks and financials to a lesser extent, I always like to to focus on on you, the individual investor, and and the advantages you have over the pros. And so I put up here the S&P 500 and the different sectors. There's 11 different sectors as determined by. I don't know, some sort of tribunal at, at, at S&P. And as you would expect, information technology is, is the largest, 28%. And that makes sense given the success of, of Apple and Microsoft and Google, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The problem is, is that it creates perverse incentives where if you're running a fund as a, you know, institutional portfolio manager, you know, you're gonna you're gonna own if Apple is 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 seven percent of the index. I'm making that up. I think it's around there. You're gonna be at six or eight. You're not gonna you know you're not gonna not own it because you're gonna get fired if you're wrong. And it just and then you look at Apple and you go eh you know it's got anemic uh, top and bottom line growth. Great products, great company, but how are you gonna make a lot of money? Uh, so I, I just think that's interesting. Healthcare, I think, looks bad. Consumer discretionary, I, I'm not wild about. Financials are 11.5% of the S&P 500. So people have to be in financials as defined by S&P. And again, you know, they, if it's 11, they might be at 9, they might be at 13, but they're not going to be at zero. 
unless they really have a lot of guts and a lot of job security. And so from as you look at the stock market authority portfolio, we own no financials, period, end of discussion. And I don't care because I can read a chart and I say that is a bad neighborhood and I don't want to move in there. So um, I, I just, I point this out that, that you know, the, the pros have to hug indexes, indices, you do not, and I will not. And so uh, they sure as heck aren't going to be 20% in Bitcoin. And um, uh, I want to make sure that I'm on your side. You know I'm on your side. And I give you recommendations that I follow myself, that I recommend to my, uh, uh, to my sons. And again, this isn't financial advice. You're smart people. I don't know your, your, your picture, uh, financial picture inside and out. But I do know uh, how to read a chart and, and how to invest so that, that hopefully my wife and I have a lot of fun uh, down the road. And those are my big takes for the week. And, you know, we talked about, you know, talking about banks going to zero is not fun. I get it. I get it. But, uh, you know, you, you, we have to live in the world we have, not the world that we want. But I always like to, to uh, end with some much-needed levity. Please click the link in the description below. It's about three minutes. This is Shane Gillis, Cheeseburger Racism. Yeah, Dad, there's a little bit of salty language. It isn't bad, uh, but it is funny. It is funny. So that's it for today's show. Please go to stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for the free newsletter. Please reach out to me, bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Fire the good, the bad, and the ugly. I got thick skin. And uh, 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 Twitter, I'm at bakestakes underscores. Hope you have a great week, and I'll see you soon. Take care now. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.